L-A-S. The LAS Podcast Network is an independent network of local creators based in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com. I'm Jason Alberti. And I'm Lindsay Prince. I am a dad of two boys, a comedy writer, and I love medieval literature. I'm the mom of two girls, a comedy writer, and I love TikTok. Hey, we've got a new podcast. And it's called What Do You Want to Talk About? We talk about everything from almond milk lattes to xenophobia. New episodes every Monday. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. What Do You Want to Talk About is produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more information, you can visit LASPodcastNetwork.com. Hey, Lindsay, did I tell you the story about Skarpe the Njalsson when he was in Iceland and he was dying because he was under this log on fire and he pulls out this molar and he whips it into Thurl Thurlson's eye? No, I don't understand most of what you just said. Oh. Oh, Jason, did I tell you that Billie Eilish got bangs? What's a Billie Eilish? L-A-S. there, Delilah. What's it like in New York City? I don't know. I've, I've never been there. You've never been to New York City? Is that no, true? I have. No. Yeah, <laughs> no I know you have. A whole, lot. <laughs> whole lot. whole lot. I was actually just uh, responding to what you said in a way that might throw you off, and it did. It super did, and... Uh, I tricked you. Just like always, this show opens in the most awkward way possible. That's right. We crashed the car right at the beginning, so people have no hope. About what is where we're going. That's but that's the thing, right? If you crash right away, there's no pressure to get anywhere. Right, right. You aim low. <laughs> that's that, that's what we do. We aim low. That's the motto of from one dad to another. Aim low. Hey, the opposite of the Air Force. I'm Logan. I'm Tim. We have producer Jackson out there in the producer's booth. Hi, Jackson. Oh, hello. Which is odd. I don't know what to call that because we're the ones in a booth. I know. I'm right. I'm outside. I got all the space. Right. Right. But when we're station. in it, we feel like this is the center of the universe, so everything not in here feels like it's it's squirreled away somewhere else. You call me fat? No. <laughs> it does feel no. Gravity How feels did you get back here. from that? <laughs> Something about gravity. I don't know. Um, I don't even think I said gravity. <laughs> you you said center of the universe. I, uh, I got it. Anyway, welcome to From One Dad to Another. Thanks. You're so welcome, <laughs> Mr. Timothy Arnold, my best friend and co-host on this show, where we talk about parenting. We talk about, and a bunch of other stuff, I yeah. guess. But yeah, I mean, there are other things. Right, but usually parenting um, and growing as parents, uh, we come at parenting from two different perspectives and, and two different parts of the journey. Me, very combative. You, very docile. Very, very calm. That's right. Very gentle. No stress. You punching people in just the face. Just punching, punching around. Right, throw, throwing <laughs> Throwing elbows. Uh, so, yeah, we're trying to grow as parents, believe it or not, despite this conversation. Right. Um, so, yeah, thank you for checking this show out every single Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. It's produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network right here in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. The best Cedar Rapids in the country. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yes. Yep. Now, we we've established that there is another one. Correct. It is a village in Nebraska. Village, then village town. Yeah. That's right. Hey, we've got some great previous episodes <laughs> you might want to check out. They're all out there. They're all Speaking free. Speaking of inside jokes. That's right. But, hey, if you want to pay money, we'll take it. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, happy to. <laughs> Consider subscribing to LAS Plus. It's just $10 a month. We'll put that money to good use. We will. It's it's what kind of helps keep this whole thing running, to be honest. And uh, you get a bunch of perks by doing it, ad-free episodes, bonus episodes. We've got a bonus episode coming out fairly soon, beginning mm-hmm. of next year. Got some some good ideas cooking up. We're talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of which, let's have this conversation real quick. Yeah. So for those of you that listen to the show on a regular basis, I know you're out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're happy you're here. Let's give you a quick update. We're going to take a quick holiday break. Yeah. So this episode's going to come out, and then we're going to have one more episode. One more, which we'll do in mid-December. A very, very special... Very special episode. Special guest. Finale episode for season yeah. one with a very special guest. And uh, and then we're going to take a break for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get through it, Christmas and New Year's. and Christmas and New Year's, and then I think we're aiming for maybe the... 12th to make yeah. a return. Yeah, so uh, to come back uh, just before my birthday. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Tis yeah. the season. I'm just getting older. It doesn't oh. stop. Your birthday present will be season two. That's right. Of From I- I'll Dead be so Dead. happy with that present. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, stick with us through the break. Enjoy your holidays. But... We're not done just yet. We have one more special episode to share with you. Yeah, so have... don't don't turn your turn your dial off on your phone. I don't know. Do you have a dial in your phone? Yeah, it's it's actually just a really sleek <laughs> tablet smartphone, but then right, on the back is a big giant knob. dial. <laughs> it doesn't fit in my pocket. It's super right, obnoxious. It's really weird. You have to wear it on a chain around your neck, a lanyard. <laughs> like with your with your house key. That's so inconvenient. Um, so yeah, so we've got some cool things cooking. We're excited for season two. We've learned a lot this mm-hmm. season, by we the have. way. Uh, at least I feel like, I don't know. So I had a baby. Yeah. This season. Yeah. I didn't. Well, we didn't expect you to, so right, I guess right. that's a good thing. Right. So, right. uh, but yeah, it's just been a really exciting and wonderful year. Thank you for going on this journey with us. Um, and Tim, thank you for saying yes to this, uh, this kind of wacky idea. No problem. It's been a lot of fun. It's been, a, it's been a great uh, great way to kind of wrap up each week, even though it's on, like, you know, in the middle of the week. But it kind of feels like wrapping up, you know, whatever the previous week was. Not like a calendar week. Right. But just like a, a seven-day week. Yeah. 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 Yeah, like a rolling calendar week. I hear you. Yeah. The week can be however you define it. It can be. So. Um, we don't really have a ton of time to recap Mm-hmm. Our season one, uh, because we have such a, a great guest next week that yeah. we're going to keep teasing. Um, so I thought, could we do that for just a minute? Sure. Um, I'm going to put you on the spot. I didn't warn you about this at yeah, all. Yeah, you definitely didn't. And I'll just respond You know, in the, the only way I know how. Well, I'll go first, but I'm going to give okay, you a good. second to think about it. Um, do you have a favorite episode or a favorite moment that we did? Or not even a favorite, but just something that stood out to you? Mm. Uh, I had a couple mm-hmm. that I wanted to throw out there. One yeah. um, recently was our episode "Limb Differences" with yeah. Anna McLean. Yeah, um, so that was that was really interesting. That was a that that was one of those great episodes where we get to learn something about something that we didn't really have really any idea about, or at least in my case. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, I learned a lot as well. It was stepping into a different world and seeing parenting through a different lens. I think mm-hmm. is, was really. Awesome and powerful, and Anna was such a great guest and, and super articulate on the topic. So, um, so that was awesome. I love when we have guests on the show, and mm-hmm. we've had some really great ones. Um, we had Joe Link right after that, which yep. was great. Um, we had uh, Rob Merritt, a good friend of ours, who's having mm-hmm. a baby. So yeah, we'll having have... a baby. So we had uh, uh, Rob talked a lot about uh, about his upcoming fatherhood and what it was like growing up with his dad, and 
that was a, that was a really great episode. Uh, we had Heather from Ishinawa Arts Academy mm-hmm. was a great guest as well. Oh yeah, uh, talking about this great organization here in Cedar Rapids. So yeah, I think one of my favorite things is that this show kind of can be two things. Maybe that's one of my number one takeaways mm-hmm. is that we have episodes where it's just you and I, and we talk and we laugh and we also get a little uh, serious and mm-hmm. we kind of deep dive into ourselves and some reflection analysis. We challenge ourselves to grow. Yeah. But then we also have episodes where we sit down with guests and we learn from a different perspective yep. and we see different things and we get outside of ourselves and our boxes. And I love that this show can be a vehicle for both yeah. of, those, of those energies. Yeah. And also kind of speaking, of, you know, sometimes we get a little more serious. One of actually my favorite episodes, it wasn't necessarily my favorite episode to record, but it was one of my favorite episodes looking back was the, the, the episode 22, which was about stress. Oh, and that yeah. was the one where we both came in and we were both super stressed out and we were kind of picking at each other i don't even really want to say that but it just turned into hey let's just have this really open honest conversation and just sort of work through it yeah Uh, in this episode was one of our shortest episodes might have been our shortest episode it's the only one where we didn't take a mid-roll break yeah yeah and um that was that just that was one of those uh that i think was kind of special even though it wasn't fun Sure. You know, because we spent a lot of time, you know, I spent a lot of time, you know, laughing and trying to turn things into a joke. And that wasn't really the case in that episode. And it was, it was something a little bit different. So that's a, that's one that I'll, I'll always, that'll stick with me. That's cool. I love hearing that. So it's been a really fun season. I can't believe that we've released, you know, by the end of the season, we'll have released 28 episodes. Yeah. Um, 28. I can't believe you kept inviting me to come back. I can't believe you kept coming back. There's a lock on the door. <laughs> you kept showing up. And I couldn't just leave you out there. Yeah. Yeah. So. I don't know. Especially now it's getting cold. Oh, my gosh. So I was a couple minutes late. Mm-hmm. You were waiting for me because parking's crazy downtown yeah. right now. Yeah. And, yeah, it's cold. And Jackson and I were just hugging it out. <laughs> Keeping I each mean, other warm. We're, it's, it's cold out there. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. You got to do what you got to do. You know? Heck, mm-hmm. yeah. I believe it. I believe it. It was nice. Your BFFs. It's great. Yeah. (laughs) He brought his Snuggie, and I jumped inside. Um, Speaking of cold, I want to throw out one other completely unrelated thing, just for funsies, Mm. and then we'll we'll start reaching into this show's topics. Uh, (laughs) you posted on Facebook. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh God, that you were naked outside. Yeah. Okay. So no, that's not actually what I said. I said I was forced bathing. Yes. Okay. So yeah. I, I set it up the way I wanted to. Yes. Now you explain it, because it's it's such a Tim thing to do. Right. And so, I want to know more about it. Okay. So so this idea of of forest bathing, it's a it's kind of rooted in a it's a, a Japanese thing, and I don't want to want to try and butcher by saying the name. Sure. Um, but uh. Basically going and, you know, the idea of communing with nature, like going out and experiencing nature and sort of becoming one with the nature. But really what what I do is I sometimes will just go out into the woods <laughs> because I have woods at my house. You right? do. You do. And that may sound silly for some people um, because if you're if you're not going there to do a thing, then why are you there? But t- for me, that's the point. So basically I went I went out. I was working in the woods. uh uh, sometime in this last week, and uh, I was kind of like planning out some trail stuff, doing some trail building, trail maintenance, uh, basically making places for me to walk around in the woods. Right. And uh, so I was out there with a rake, and I was kind of literally raking the the, the forest floor. Um, and I turned around, and 
there was a deer there. Now, this deer had literally snuck up on me, and he was probably within about, I don't know, 30 feet of me. Okay. Um, and I say he, it was probably a, probably a she. Um, but I, I kind of stood there. I was like, oh, this is weird. And then she walked towards me a few feet, and then I was like, I got to film this. So I, you know, I, I tried to take some pictures, took some video and all that stuff. And, right. Um, but, and then she ran away. But then she kept coming back, and she kept getting closer and closer and closer. And it was just a really great forest bathing moment. It was it was just going out and trying to say, okay, if I can step outside of civilization for just a little bit, even though I'm not actually, you know, I'm still in Lynn County. Um, but just going out and listening to the forest. It, it is, is sort of uh, weird, hippy-dippy as that sounds. It's really, really relaxing. Listening to the birds, listening to the deer, um, smelling the, the leaves decaying, um, all of that stuff is super, super enjoyable for me, and it is a huge stress relief. And so I'm really, really lucky that uh, we have a place where we can do that. Speaking so, of stress. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to lie to you, Tim. Yeah. I read your post. Yeah. I read your replies to comments uh-huh. on your post. Uh-huh. And it's just now that I'm realizing you weren't actually bathing. I was was. not actually naked. I thought that you had gotten like a a tub (laughs) out there (laughs) and you were in the water. So. Because that's such a thing for you to do. No, I would totally do that. Actually, I would totally do that. Uh, Especially when it's cold out, you would totally do that. Oh, yeah. No, being naked outside is awesome. (laughs) I have been. You do have neighbors. That's true. You have woods behind your house, but you are in the woods, but. You also have neighbors. Right. During the summer, I could probably get away with it. Probably, but, yeah. But yeah, being naked outside is pretty cool. I, I We stayed in a place that had an outdoor shower in Arizona earlier in the year. Yeah. That was cool. Um, I've been skinny dipping in a bunch of different <laughs> bodies of water. Um, I went skinny dipping at Guantanamo Bay once. Um, <laughs> okay. Yep, skinny dipping at Gitmo. Uh, I've never the, been skinny dipping. The Atlantic, the Pacific, the Indian Ocean. Have um, you skinny dipped in every ocean? No, because I haven't been to all of them. Is that a goal of yours to skinny? Kinda, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, uh, uh, we're going to we're going to Florida next week. Uh, we're going to do a little bit of a Disney vacation for Jordan's birthday. Yeah, and as part of that, we're staying at a uh, staying at a beachside resort, for, which I'd say it's a resort. It's a hotel on the beach, but um, I purposely wanted a floor level room that lets out of the beach, so that in the middle of the night. I could go out at two in the morning and go out and get in the ocean naked. So great. It's a thing. Great. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to do some ocean bathing. I've learned something new about you. Yeah. That's great. Naked um, is fun. Hey, I support you in achieving your goals. Naked is fun. Naked is fun. Now there there's go. a t-shirt idea. We've been trying to come up with some merch for the show. <laughs> and Jackson, we need to <laughs> gotta write that one down. I already did. Okay, <laughs> great. <on> my phone. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. Glad it lives somewhere. Yeah. So no, I didn't actually take a bath in the woods. It was too cold for that. But, um, but I would. But you would. Yeah. Kind of makes me want to build a tub out there. All right. Well, <laughs> the next time over at your house, it. I expect to see yeah. one. Yeah. So. Uh, we usually do Marlo moments on the show. Yeah. Because I have a baby named Marlo. You do. Who's three and a half months old. Um, believe it or not, I mean things are changing every day with her. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I don't even want to do a full Marlowe moment. I just okay. want to say, like, the last couple of days, she's been, like, starting to reach for things and, and like, <laughs> kind of grab things. Like, yeah. we're starting to see a little bit of that. A recognition that there's a thing that she wants. 
Yep. Um, or a lot needs with, to touch or with, do something. A lot with the bottle yeah. um, or Marnie's hand. Or well, that's like a very that. proactive kind of thing. Less reactive to like, oh, I, you know, I'm going to protect myself from being hit by something, right. you know, like a meteor. Um, but instead she sees something <laughs> that she wants and she's reaching out to grab it. That's cool. I love that her her baby reflexes would allow her to dodge a meteor. That's, yeah, yeah, but she's she's pretty special. Her instincts just kick in. <laughs> so that's legit. It's like Look no. Uh, so that's really exciting. Um, we're definitely continuing to see more awareness and all of mm-hmm. that. But before we started recording, you mentioned that you'd been spending a lot of time with Maeve lately. Yeah. So yeah. I would I would love to if if you would. Mm-hmm have a little bit of a Maeve moment as well. Okay, I can do that. So uh, so one of the nice things about um, getting to spend time with Maeve, well, one, it's, it's, sometimes it's frustrating, but then it, it turns into this magical thing is that I can never tell if she knows who I am when she first sees me. Because mm-hmm. I don't see her enough. to. I don't see her every day, I guess. Um, so I don't see her as much as I would like. And that goes for all the kids as well. But, um, uh, so, but lately... Uh, we've had a couple of a uh, couple of moments. We had the kids; all the kids came over to decorate the Christmas tree last night, which yes. is one of my favorite uh, kind of uh, nights of the year. I saw that photo too. Yeah, and um, Maeve wasn't feeling great when she got there, and she was really sleepy. But then she very quickly came out of her shell, and before I knew it, we were we were playing. And I had a ladder set up in the living room from hanging a wreath, and she apparently also like like me has no fear. And so just kept climbing the ladder. So we did some some climbing the ladder together. And then uh, my oldest, Autumn, would catch her when she would just basically fall off the ladder. <laughs> right. Um, Jeez. But it's been it's been great. And then, you know, I'll be standing there. I'll be talking to somebody. And she'll come up and she'll grab my hand and take me somewhere. And, okay. you know, she took me to the kitchen to go hide under the island with her. Um, so we, we crawled under the island. Uh, she grabbed my hand and she took me to the ladder so that we could play that game again. Um, there were, uh, there's also other pieces of furniture that she likes to climb up on and jump off so that I will catch her. Um, but it's just been, it's been really, really great because she's very, very quickly, she gets over that shyness really quickly now because I think she knows who I am. She hasn't said my name yet. Um, but, um, she's starting to learn how to say names and, and, and start to assign, uh, those kind of things to people. And that's, that's, that's really, really great. It's interesting. So uh, how old exactly? So she is, let's see where are we We're in December. So she's almost 22 months old. So she's coming up. She'll be, she'll be two years old in February. She presents as, as very mature already. Yeah. She's running around. She's, she started walking when she was nine months old because she was dissatisfied with just sitting there. (laughs) She was ready to go. Yeah. She's a pro at it for sure. Um, very engaged with things. She is. She's a firecracker. And very curious. Uh, she's always very curious. She is going things. to hurt herself at some point, <laughs> right? And and I sympathize with that. <laughs> <laughs> sure. So, um, but yeah, she, you know, she's she's a little bit of a daredevil, but she is curious. She wants to she wants to see what's around that that corner. She wants to see what she can get away with. She wants to see what happens when fill in the blank. Yeah. Right. And I I that's I totally get that. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's just been really really cool because I had gone kind of a longer stretch without seeing her, and uh, you know it's always like oh well she hasn't seen me in a few weeks is she even gonna know who I am and there have been times when whether she recognized me or not she was not really interested in hanging out with me or or talking to me or or playing with me or anything but the last couple times it's been really really awesome. Well, speaking of 
playing with you and spending time with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's reach into our topic for this show. Yeah, into our topic bag. <laughs> okay. Jackson, <laughs> what's up? <laughs> we need a, a topic bag sound effect. Uh, a topic bag sound is effect. Is it like a paper bag? I don't know. if it's Or a, is it like, a, a, like a plastic bag, high V bag? It's a, uh, it's, there it oh, is. Oh, there it there is. All right, I'm reaching in there. I'm reaching in. All right, here, I got it. I got it. I got it. All right, what'd you pull out of that sack? Hobbies. Hobbies for $100, please. (laughs) All right, so hobbies. What did you do? What was your hobby? Did you have one when you were a kid? Or did you have eight? Uh, Yeah, I think, all right. I'm a little, I guess I wasn't prepared for that specific yeah, question. Yeah, I was like, I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah, but I think it's because I'm thinking a lot about my childhood lately. Mm-hmm. Like, young childhood. Yeah. That stuff that you don't necessarily remember as well. Right, like stealing candy. <laughs> <laughs> right. The like, not, was it real? Not a good hobby. Was I really into collecting keychains? <laughs> well, that's what, like, do you really have hobbies or are you just doing whatever's in front of you for the most part? You know, like I felt I think like that's different for everyone. Yeah. I think well, that question sure. is different for everyone. Yeah. Uh, for me, I feel like, I don't know. I, the things that I consider hobbies from my life, I don't really think of until I got older. Okay. You know, um, I think fifth or sixth grade, I really started to do the same things over and over. That's maybe I, I probably started doing like, um, Pokemon card collecting. That was a big thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that was my first big hobby Mm -hmm. was collecting playing cards okay specifically for pokemon pokemon when i was really young and then i grew into Yu-Gi-Oh, and then i i did magic for just a little bit uh, because i'm super nerdy do you still have all your cards yes did you put them into uh plastic did you put them in a binder so you could look through them that way when i did pokemon yes yeah yeah i was full on binders and collecting and um Trying to get get full sets and holographic cards and, and like I was in on it yeah for sure and those are all still in binders somewhere. cool and there's do you ever go back and take a look at that stuff I haven't in a little while yeah um, but I do think about it like probably once a year and also uh, Jackson I know you're you know some of this as well so jump in I, here I do yes um, Pokemon trading cards got real hot again this year real hot especially like, like this year first yeah. edition stuff. Hmm. Yeah, you've got any of those any of those old uh the original core set all the way up to like what was it? Like fossil and mm-hmm. jungle. But like even the new stuff. Yeah, like, oh yeah, no, people are really I mean, some people this is a very fun some people were killed. Oh yeah, over oh wow. Pokemon cards at Target and Walmart because yep. Is this like a pandemic related resurgence? Yeah, kind of scalping. Oh. So if you go, oh my god, they're cutting people's scalps off <laughs> and yes. turning them into Pokemon cards. <laughs> oh, that's wow. dark. If, At Target and Walmart. If you still go to Target now, you'll still see that their Pokemon cards are actually behind the customer service counter. Huh? You have to specifically ask for them because it was such a big deal. It was yeah. a big problem. Walmart puts them in that glass case yeah. next to their cigarettes. <laughs> Pokemon smoke. So yeah, if you're not tuned into that world, Pokemon has been really hot in the last interesting two years, year and a half. And so I know that did I, it make you want to yes. like get out your stuff? Oh yeah, and and start maybe like maybe I'll just buy a pack. Well, like I always yeah all the oh, time. I Every always want to go back and collect cards again. But yeah. who has the money? Who has the time? Sure. Um, 
realistically. But I know that if I went back and looked at those cards, I've got some that have real value. Mm-hmm. Because I collected them when I was there, right? I right, was there, playing Pokemon. That was OG when, Pokemon oh, yeah. collecting there. I got them. They're there. So I need to, I, at some point, I do need to sort through and, and see what I actually How have. old were you when you first started collecting Pokemon? Okay, you've brought back a memory for me. It just yeah, the spot. yeah, um, love that. The very first Pokemon card I had was a Grass Energy. This is for the young nerds who know what that means. Um, it's a nothing card. It's okay. like a throwaway card. But another kid gave it to me, and I remember looking at it as I was leaving school and crossing the crosswalk to go to like after school pickup. Okay. So this must have been first second third grade somewhere okay. in there and thinking it was a big deal and then pokemon started to get really big and they banned it at my school <laughs> because people were scalping one another because kids were collecting and trading and distracted and yeah they had just like no cards at school mm-hmm. um but that's what really got me into it and i was like oh this is awesome i really want to do this mm. i remember my first pack of cards wow i'm going i'm playing that's yeah, all back yeah yeah um I got my first pack of cards. Did you did you buy it? Was it given to you? Was it a gift? It was, I think my mom got it for me. I have been asking for it for a little while, I feel like. Um, probably shortly after that whole yeah. card was given to me by another kid experience. And and it's funny, too, because I remember, the last time I remembered this memory, uh, Liam had been given a card by somebody. Mm-hmm. And it was like a, a legit nice sure. card, yeah. right? But that's the thing that kids do. Like kids value things differently yep. than we do. Yep. And they want to give them to people because they want to share them that thing, yeah. Feel good or it also just makes them look cool and they want to look cool in front right. of other kids or whatever. I don't I don't know, but that's just a thing that kids do. Well, when you're but when you're a kid, you know, money means a whole lot less, right? Or at least at least it it you don't really have an accurate val- or uh, sense of, of what money actually costs. Yeah, we need to have that episode, too. Yeah, the money episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because uh, Liam's going through it right now. Yeah. You know? Trying to teach him that if you don't spend all of your money the second you get it, you can actually kind of save up for cool things and do different stuff. And you know, How many uh, Pokemon cards did you eventually own? Hundreds. What would you, hundreds? Hundreds and yeah. hundreds, yeah. I don't know if I ever probably hit 1,000. But I had hundreds of cards, hmm. um, and I would spend hours laying them all out yeah. and and sorting and organizing them based on type and I think alphabetically. Yeah, and I'd make decks and play with myself because I was at home in the basement and you right. know doing all that. It's like I just I don't know. That's was a huge part of my life. So what's funny is like I have my experience with Pokemon cards really came from my kids, uh, particularly Will. Uh, mm-hmm. Will was big on Pokemon cards. Um, but I did card collecting when I was a kid also. Um, it just wasn't Pokemon. It was That came much, much later. I was already an adult or at least probably well on my way to adulthood, I think. I don't even know. When did Pokemon come out? When was that? 1994? Yeah, so... Something like that. So I, I was, was I was four or six. I was done with high school. Years. I was I was into college. So um, at that time, I wasn't I wasn't spending money on baby things like Pokemon cards. I was waiting for Target to open at eight a.m. so I could buy Star Wars figures. Um, but no, I did collect cards. I actually collected a bunch of different cards, and my my introduction to it was actually very similar. A kid gave me a card when I was in second grade. 
I started collecting uh, football cards, but that was British football because I was at a British school. Um, and so I would go up to the news agent and I would go buy a pack of cards and I would open it up and I would go through and I would look at like all these like Premier League uh, players. Yeah. And then each team had like a foil sticker uh, with their team logo on it. And then there was and so there were there were cards that were really, really valuable or rare. But and I had a binder and I would take them and they were stickers also. So we would actually peel them off and put them in the sticker album. Um, but I would trade those cards. I would spend all that time, got it, got it, need it, got it, all that. And then it was Garbage Pail Kids. Okay. Uh, Great. Yep. Oh, Jackson's having yep. a, a moment. I was big into the Garbage Pail, garbage pail Kids. And then in, in junior high school, uh, that's when I started collecting baseball cards and then football cards and basketball cards. <laughs> I, was a big, I was a big card collector. So uh, card collecting is a thing that we share, just yeah. different types of cards. Yeah, and we've never talked about that either. No, that's interesting. That's funny, yeah. But I also, that was just for me, that was one of many things that I liked collecting. I alluded to keychains earlier. <laughs> yes. I literally would collect keychains. Like yeah. my family would send me keychains from places that they visited. Every time we'd go on vacation, I would look for these little like leather key fobs that had like a gold embossed like logo for the place that we visited. Yeah. My parents, when I was third grade they helped me build um a piece of plywood that had hooks on it that i would hang all my keychains on okay and uh literally i traced out a key on each hook so i had like keys going in all different directions and i wrote on it with markers and then we uh and i still have it my parents gave me it uh, not too long ago so i have my uh my keychain thing but what else coins i collected coins oh really yeah i loved i love foreign money I thought that was just super, super cool. Um, I've always been a collector, I guess. That was a that was a hobby, and I would spend a lot of time laying things out on the ground and looking at it and going over it. And I had a little coin thing about a week ago. I actually got out my coin collection and was going through it. And like, oh, I remember this nickel from 1898 that has a hole punched in it that when I was high, when I was in high school and I was super cool, I threaded it through the shoelace on one of my shoes wow. because I wanted people to see that I had this old nickel. Yeah, I was I was a collecting nerd. There's some serious money in collecting too. Yeah. Um I mean, for example, uh while while we're on the subject about it, you know, you can pay your child's way through college, Logan, once once hmm. they get older, once Marlo gets older. Uh I just want to play a quick game. Okay. Just a quick I'll give you each two guesses. Uh who can tell me or who would like to guess what a perfect edition First, first edition, perfect graded Charizard just sold for. Man, I read this article like twenty eight thousand dollars higher. <laughs> yeah, it was like I thought I was being ridiculous. Is it like one twenty, something like that? Two hundred twenty thousand oh, five hundred and seventy four dollars. That's what happens when nerds grow up and get rich. Uh, to the logic, I mean, to the rapper good, logic. good on them. Yeah. I just the other day was on TikTok and watched like a three-part, like, six-minute-long thing of this guy opening up a throwback first-edition pack and pulling a Charizard. Because that's another thing is mm -hmm. um, there's a whole culture online of just watching people uh, like Like unboxing, unboxing. or un yeah. Un unpackaging. Yeah, they call them breaking, uh, right? Mm -hmm. They call them breaking packs. Yeah, I think, I right? think that's correct. Um, so that's a whole culture there, too. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so this is really interesting, just watching hobbies grow up with you. Yeah. You know, um, 
we'll talk about it, I'm, I'm sure, after our break, but video games is a huge thing mm-hmm. that I then made money doing later. Right, right. right. And then informed this entire business, <laughs> right? Right, right. The, the whole reason we're here. So that's all really interesting. Um, we do have to take a break, though. Yeah. Before we do, I have one last thing, because now you've you've opened <laughs> Pandora's box for me. So I had to look something up. I think it's called Breaking Pandora's Box. Ah, uh, there you go. Mm, there you go. Yeah. That was good. Thanks. Uh, what I would do is I would sit in my basement and watch this watch this movie, mm-hmm. um, and I'd play with my Pokemon cards. I'd sort them and play, you know, whatever, and just go. Th- I just go through them. Like, okay, like now you've I'm piqued gone. my curiosity. What is this movie? So it was this really, really bad, cheap DVD that I think we got from like a bargain bin at at like Toys R Us when that was still a thing, maybe, or something like that, um, called The Advanced Pokemon Master's Guide. It came out in 2000, and it was like a documentary of when Pokemon was first getting really big in the U.S., and tournaments in particular. Mm -hmm. But it's bad. The whole thing's (laughs) real bad. It was like filmed on a a VHS camcorder kind of thing. exactly, exactly. It's bad. And it's hosted by this guy named Storm, who was one of the first like winners? Is Storm his first name or last name or nickname? Both, both. <laughs> Storm, 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 Storm. But spelled with a Z. So Z Storm. 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 Yep. Okay. I'm not lying to you. <laughs> and um, he's a large man. He was one of the first people to win like these major national tournaments, and he hosted this this video, mm-hmm. and he rapped in it. Of course he did. And it's really important to me that we listen to just a moment of this. Because okay. you have no idea how many times I watched this movie. Um, I think I'm connected on Bluetooth. If you want to try it. Oh, yeah. Prepare for trouble and make that double. I put the smack Prepare down with trouble. my Pokemon. And make that Pokemon double. combat. I put the smack Prepare down with my Pokemon. And make that Pokemon combat. combat. Is this is it, this what inspired you to become a rapper? Yeah. Hmm. So we're looking at the video right now, and uh, that is definitely VHS camcorder. Oh yeah. Action. Oh yeah. Yeah, this is bad, but I watched this like over and religiously. Over <laughs> I still own it. It's somewhere. He's got a nice Henley on. Is that a tur- turtleneck Henry? He does. Turtleneck Henry? Henry? Who's Henry? I don't know. Henley. <laughs> that's, that's, that's his nickname. It's turtleneck he Henry. <laughs> nicknamed Storm. And I remember coming back to this because he passed away a few years ago. Oh. And it popped up somewhere for me. Because this was like a thing that other kids did. Other kids remembered this. Yeah, so I, he was like I a found legend. Him on the internet later. So, so it it had its uh, it had its resurgence like on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, because people. Is it on TikTok now? I mean, I'm sure I haven't seen. Put it, it yet. on TikTok. Oh, it would blow up. Yep, you're gonna blow it up. All right, we're gonna try that. We're gonna do a TikTok. We're gonna see what happens. And uh, yeah, so stick with us. We're gonna take a quick break. Check in with some sponsors, and. Uh, and yeah, so we'll, we'll talk more about hobbies and, <laughs> and probably parenting at some point. Yeah, maybe. When we come back in just a moment. Hi, friends. Naomi here. 
Did you wake up this morning thinking, I need more Naomi ridiculousness in my life? Well, surprise! <laughs> I'm starting a podcast, and it's called The Ruckus with me, Naomi Ruckus Rose. This podcast is for anyone like me who is constantly trying to grow for the betterment of themselves and for the world and for those of us that can be a little blunt in the comment section on Facebook and Instagram. This podcast is produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network right here in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. But wait, there's more. This podcast is free to listen to. But if you want to support local creators and get bonus content, subscribe to LAS Plus. For more information on that, go to LASpodcastnetwork.com. So join the ruckus with me, Naomi, every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you find your podcasts. I love you all, some more than others. L-A-S. Hey, I'm Jake Trumper. And I'm Alex Schulte. And together, we're Historically Historically Inaccurate. And you can learn history with us because I'm kind of an expert. I'm not sure if expert's the word I would use. No, I'm ready to teach people history because, like, uh, ask me to name every president. But I know you can't. No, just ask me. I don't want to hear you do that again. John Adams, Thomas Jefferson, uh, James Madison, James LeBrow, John Quincy Adams, Andrew Jackson. So we're a brand new podcast distributed by the LAS Podcast Network in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. New episodes every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you can find your podcasts. Jake, are you still going? Jake, just fast fast forward to the end. We are literally running out of time. Did you literally forget the president who is right now, Joe Biden? Joe Biden! I did it. I was in in my groove. Come and learn with us, everybody. Well, it's still kind of me. I'm I'm kind of doing most of the You couldn't even remember Joe Biden's name. I'm doing most of the teaching. It's mostly you. Thank you. (laughs) L-A-S. Welcome on back to From One Dad to Another. I'm Logan. I'm Tim. Hi, Tim. Hi, Logan. <laughs> we were talking about hobbies. Yeah, and you were you were gonna freestyle a Pokemon rap. That's incorrect. Oh no! I but but if you were to, what would you? What would be the subject? Wh- which direction would you go in if you started to formulate a Pokemon rap? It would be about Pokemon. Nailed it. Mm, uh, Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. Uh, I feel like there needs to be a, maybe a, a better prompt than that. <laughs> I put the smack down <laughs> with my Pokemon, Pokemon combat. All right. Oh, children gonna are blow weird. It's going to blow up. Children are weird. That's right. Um, w- <laughs> okay, so uh, the let's shift this mm-hmm. fun conversation about um, childhood hobbies for ourselves. Yep. And let's shift to... What that means for our children and our grandchildren. Yeah. Right? So, uh, how do you introduce your hobbies to your kids? Do you remember how, what that experience was like for you? Um, no, I think... I, I don't really remember. I think... Um, I think there were always, like... One of my hobbies when I was little was, was art, like drawing. I, I was... Uh, my earliest job dream job was to be an animator for Walt Disney Studios. Like oh, okay. uh like when I was 12 years old I decorated my room in Mickey Mouse and Walt Disney stuff. Like we we went to the store, we did we did blankets, we did everything else. And I was obsessed. And I think like that was something I kind of got away from a little bit when I was older. Every once in a while I kind of resurrected. And I'm like, "Oh yeah, there's this thing that I love doing." But I do remember that was something I loved so much when I was when I was young. I remember like thinking it was really important to like buy the kids art supplies yeah when they were little 
um, just make sure that that was available and, um, you know, uh, they were, uh, Autumn, I would say my oldest was, was probably most interested, uh, in, in that kind of stuff. But I think that was one of those things, you know, you get excited about a thing and you're like, oh man, I wonder if my kids are going to want to do this. And so you're like, well, I'll just do this. I'll, I liked shooting a BB gun when I was little. So I'm going to get the BB gun, get BB guns for the kids. So, and I'm going to teach them how to shoot. Maybe that's a thing that they'll like to do. Sure. So the idea of like taking things that I got excited about when I was little and, um, introducing them to kind of see what sticks. Sure. Um, and you know, eventually they, they kind of. They decide what they're most interested in. Right. We talked about that a little bit uh, mm-hmm. in, a, in a previous, uh, a couple of episodes back previously. There we go. Um, but yeah, you can't force them into things. Yeah. Well, and, you can try. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but maybe introducing them to things is a better approach, right? Yeah. I guess I, I definitely want my kids to experience the things that I'm passionate about because I'm passionate about them. Right. And whether they end up accepting them as a passion in their own lives is up to them, Mm -hmm. but they can still have an appreciation for the fact that it matters to me. Yeah. Right. That's a value. And I think the same goes for Marnie and just our family in general, because we want to share the things that we care about with each other. Mm -hmm. Um, And that means, you know, I think it was sports. We were talking about um, Liam and sports and trying different things. That's what we brought it up last. Um, that means trying different sports and that means getting involved in different things. And, um, I think it was Rob, uh, Merritt that was here and said he didn't really care what his kids did, right? but they had to do something. They had to something. do something about, about trying to find something to be passionate about. Right. Right. And I certainly think that's true even for the, um, the low impact or low pressure things like collecting carts. Sure. Right. Um, well, and it is hard, you know, I think as a, as a parent, it's one of those things you want your kids to try all those things, but also you're trying to balance that against, well, how much is this going to cost me as, as, as much as you don't want to think about that, you know, sometimes getting kids involved in hobbies or the things that they're interested in comes with a financial cost and, um, you want to support that, but you also, you know, you don't want to waste your money. So, right, so, that's true too. and that's a, and that's kind of an internal argument that you have with yourself. Like, okay, how committed do I think they might be to this? Yeah. What, what restrictions do I set? What, you know, what are the conditions you have to, you have to do this for one year or you have to go to this many lessons or you have to commit to doing this before I will commit to supporting it. Right. Especially if, if, you know, and I'm sure that can be particularly frustrating uh, if you have a kid who's like I was where I wanted to do everything. Yeah. Right. Um, And, you know, I felt like my parents, you know, they were like, oh, you want to do that? Go ahead and go ahead and do that. I I don't think I asked for a lot of those kinds of things. I didn't do a lot of uh, activities and stuff like that. But I think that, you know, every kid is different. But that is a challenge as as a parent. Like, mm-hmm. okay, well, what am I? What am I gonna? How much time am I gonna commit to driving the child to rehearsals or lessons or practice yeah. or whatever it happens to be? How much money is this gonna cost? And are they really into it? At what point do we pull the plug? Sure, that's that's a tough thing, I think. But you also don't want to be like, ah, I don't want to go down that road. Yeah, no, that's a great point. Um, I remember doing. A little bit of band when I was in middle school, because um, in my school system it started at sixth grade. So I played the clarinet, mm-hmm. and I, 
I want to say I did it for two years, but I may have only done it for one. Yeah. Um, and it was really obvious right away that it wasn't sticking with me. I really liked singing at that point. I really liked, I was getting into, or starting to get into theater and doing some of that stuff. And band was not a thing that stuck with me. Mm-hmm. And that's a heavy investment. Yeah. Um, like band in, in comparison to other hobbies, it's really expensive to own instruments, maintain instruments, yep. um, do, you know, do all of this. So, um, that was one where it's difficult to in figure out how much and yeah. when to invest in that hobby. Oh yeah, well, I I in my music studio, which sounds fancy, but it's a room in my basement where I have my musical instruments. Right. Um. There is a child size stand up bass down there. Yeah. Um. Because right. Yeah. That was an investment we made in my oldest when she decided that that's I think in sixth grade that's what she wanted to play. So she did it. Yep. She did it for a while, and then she didn't want to do it anymore. Yep. And then we had this big instrument, you know, that was sort of taking up space, and it's bounced around for multiple houses over over time. Um, but then my youngest decided wanted to, uh, they wanted to try it as well. So we did that. So it it paid dividends, and now, but also I'm I collect musical instruments, <laughs> so it's kind of nice having it in there. Going back to that kind of hobby of collecting things. Um, we have a trumpet at yeah. our house. Um, we have a saxophone at our house. Like just different things that have been tried. I don't regret having any of those things or yeah. owning those things. That's not bad, but um, but they're investments. And we mm-hmm. had to actively make the choice to do that, and those things didn't stick. But here's my next question, which I think leads into that, is when does there need to be some sort of return on investment in your hobby, right? So... And I, and I ask that because, for example, one of my hobbies was singing and mm-hmm. performing in theater, and that turned into a quote-unquote career for me, right? right? I went to, I ended up going to college for it. I ended up yeah. doing it professionally for a little bit. Um, when, I guess maybe my question could be taken a couple different ways, but I'll just throw it out there. When does... When is there an ROI on a hobby? When do you expect that? When do you, do you when should you care about that? And how do you mm. put that on your kids? Right? Yeah. Because I think there's definitely a question around wasting your time with something. Yep. Um, I don't know. The uh, I don't think it's I don't think that's an easy question to answer because I think it's, it's not so, easy to ask. Clearly. Right. It's I think it's a it's a thing where, you know. Sometimes that process of, of, of letting kids explore those things, yeah. that in itself is valuable. Sure. Right? Even if it's to help them identify the things that they're not as interested in as they thought they might be. Yep. Um, and, you know, if it's, not, if it's not harming them, if it's not detrimental to them, then it's positive, right? I, I, or neutral at worst. Yep. Um, then, you know, you it doesn't necessarily have to be a... A, a positive return on investment and on investment. It can be a, a neutral return on investment. I guess it depends on what you're, what you, what you're investing in. Mm-hmm. If you're investing in their future as a uh, professional in that subject area, then maybe your expectations are a little too high or maybe they're appropriate because you know that there's the, a level of dedication there that makes that worthwhile. Yeah. But also, you know, I'd, if we if if we as parents can afford to support that exploration, and um, they get something out of it, then I think it's worth it. Yeah, 
Uh, but uh, every family is going to be different. Every every you know situation is going to be different on what you what you can afford to invest in. But I also think that there are ways to to invest in your kids at all sort of levels of you know whatever your financial situation is. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know uh, that idea of return on investment. I guess it really depends on what you're looking for. Are you looking for them to pay you back, or um, yeah, or for pay it to, to pay it? You know, pay for it themselves. There are a lot of different, I think, things that go into that. Well, right, and I guess I should clarify because um, I'm somebody that talks about ROI mm-hmm. all the time. Um, return on investment does not necessarily have to be financial. Yep, yep, but know? it can be, and I think it that's. But that's that's the, you know what. You know what is that? Are you are you a person? Because so, some parents are. You know, they're putting all of their eggs in that basket because they know that that kid is going to take care of them at right. some point, and that's sure. that, that's financial, right? Um, or even in in for some people, the investment of finances means that it has to equal something tangible. And sure, it could mean that that kid goes to law school and finishes law school and becomes a lawyer, and that is worth while sure as opposed to i'm paying this much money for you to do this thing that you just didn't do or you you didn't follow through with it i think for some parents that can be very very frustrating so that's yes absolutely and that's i guess the question that i'm thinking about right now um and and maybe kind of the challenge that i'll put out to myself Mm -hmm. which is liam's hobby right now is video games Mm -hmm. loves video games loves intaking content and entertainment all the time right and I was very much the same way. Yep. And Will is actually, so my youngest, Will is like that as well. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And but s- older. Right. Yeah, they are at, at two different ends of the, the kind of high school spectrum, so to say. But I, I think for me, video games were a huge hobby for me. Mm-hmm. Huge. They're a huge investment too, right? Sure. Um, same with collecting anything, right? But because it was a hobby, do you think you, I mean, I, I would assume that you view it differently, like the value of doing that you view differently than someone who doesn't play video games, who might think that that's just a waste of time and money because they don't understand it. Do you, do you think that that colors your opinion of whether that's a worthwhile Well, and that's where I'm getting endeavor? stuck, right, is, um, at a certain point it did feel like I was wasting time but I wanted to keep doing it. And that's when I said, okay, let me find a way to integrate this into something that will have a return on investment for me. Mm-hmm. That's when I started writing about video games online and right. uh, I was an editor for a, a video game website. That's when I started hosting um, podcasts and then hosted a podcast professionally for a video game publisher right? so that I would have more time doing video game stuff and playing mm-hmm. video games and reviewing video games. I did that for a while too. Because it was important for you to feel like you were accomplishing something. Right. Or that, that your efforts were going towards an end game. Right. It's very difficult to justify spending a lot of time playing video mm-hmm. games. If for you. For me. Right. right. Correct. Right. You needed that in order to justify it in your, or to reconcile it, the right. time spent. Right. And so now, you know, how do I reconcile the way that I feel about those things mm-hmm. with Liam's enjoyment and interaction with it? Right. You know, maybe that's more the question. Because his because his enjoyment and interaction with it may or may not be the same as yours. Sure. It, it's a shared activity. It's a thing you both enjoy, but your reasons, the things that you hope to get out of it might be very different. Sure. I don't think that he even thinks about it. 
right? Sure. That's just a fun thing to do, and he has access to it, so he does it. And know? I think that exposes or uh, that idea of we as parents always want to sort of overlay our own feelings about a thing yeah. over how we think maybe our kids should be thinking about things. Yeah. Or maybe we assume that, well, maybe they just haven't considered this. And that's that. That's very much a... I think that's that's there very much a, a a way in which so many parents are um sort of sometimes are guilty of of not seeing the forest for the trees, right? Yeah. We we sort of assume that our kids should feel a particular way because we did. Um and it's hard to let go of that sometimes. Sure. You're like, well, I learned this lesson or here's this thing that I, here's how I understood it. Right. And I'm, I'm an old person now. I'm not a child anymore, which must mean that I'm wise. <laughs> and it's hard to let go of that idea that, you know what? It can actually be different. The experience can be different. Sure. For kids. I totally see myself putting things on Liam mm-hmm. with his video gaming. You yeah. Know, I'm like, um, do, have you ever looked into designing your own video games? Yep. Have you ever looked into, you know, how can you turn this passion into something constructive? Yep. Even though I spent years and years playing video games, not with any sort of intention <laughs> of doing it was fun. constructive, <laughs> but because I enjoyed it. Yeah. Right? Um, I spent 200 hours swinging around to Spider-Man in Spider-Man 2, not having any intention of, of doing a mission. Right. But just because I was, I was killing time. Because yeah. time is a resource I had an abundance of. When you're a kid, right. there's so much of it. And right? so, yeah. so or I at least it feels like it. I don't feel bad about challenging Liam to seek out new opportunities, mm-hmm. um, ways to take passions and make them constructive. Yeah. But I also need to remind myself that not everything needs to be constructive. Well, and I think that's a very classic tension in parenting. Yeah. That... that that tension between wanting to help your kids make the best decisions, but also recognizing that you have to let them come to some of those decisions on their own through their own experiences that we can't directly always affect. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that, that, and that, that's uh, not just in hobbies or anything, but that's, that's sort of a, a general thing. We want what's best for our kids. Sometimes we, think we know what's best for our kids even when we don't and how do we figure out whether we're right or wrong we do our best yeah i like it cool there we go all right thank you so much for checking out another episode of from one dad to another great insight tim i appreciate doing the show with you thanks i appreciate doing the show with you as well and i'm proud of you and i'm proud of you and i'm proud of you dear listener for checking out this show as a reminder it comes out every single wednesday on apple podcast spotify wherever you get your podcasts and it is produced and distributed by the las podcast network right here in cedar rapids iowa for more laspodcastnetwork.com and if you like this show if you want more of it if you want to support local creators and local businesses consider subscribing to LAS Plus for just $10 a month. You get ad-free versions of our shows, bonus episodes, discounts at live events, just tons of great stuff. Such a great deal. It's, a, it's, it's nothing. It's nothing. It's you nothing. Get, it's a couple of coffees. It's less than two coffees. And you're funding 16 local podcasts doing awesome things. Pretty amazing. So, um, for more on that, laspodcastnetwork.com slash plus. And a reminder... This was our penultimate episode of season one. I like that you use the word penultimate. That's a great word. I learned it from the series of Unfortunate Events books. 
Oh, okay. love it. I don't remember where I learned it, but it's, it. It, it, it almost sounds like penis, but it's not. <laughs> Always going out on a good note. Always going out. Um, so next week's episode, we have a very special guest. Yep. And ho, ho, holy crap, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. I like what you did there. Thank you. Thank you. Excited for our guest. Excited for our season finale. Excited for the holidays. And excited to talk to you next week. Until then.